I'm Matt Garrow Fisher and this is the Burn From Within show. Each week I interview inspiring people who have changed their career or life to light up inside. So if you want to get excited about your Mondays, work on meaningful projects and have more time for the passions and people that matter to you, stay tuned. On today's show, we have Phil Evangelou. Phil's a philosopher, an adventurer, a free spirit, and really living life to the max. He's an example of someone living a portfolio career, and this setup is now allowing him to live full of passion, purpose, and balance. In this interview, we discuss how he transitioned out of a corporate full-time job working for a high-pressure startup in London for a number of years, to now having a life of balance, spending time between running his own charity, Capendo Kids, as well as his own e-commerce business, Eternal Empire, and also working as a freelance lawyer. Phil chooses to live in Sydney, Australia, but has the flexibility to work remotely when he needs to. I hope you get as much value as I did from this interview, the full show notes and videos of other interviews are available at burnfromwithin.com forward slash interviews. Enjoy. A few years ago, you were working for this, this startup. It was quite a high pressure role. You were a lawyer there. Tell me what life was like back then, what you were doing and you know, what was going on. Yeah, so about 2014, I moved to London from Sydney and applied for a number of jobs and just managed to land a job with a startup finance company. And basically, I needed to work really hard to make the startup a success because there was a lot of pressure to lend a lot of money to basically hit certain targets so that the company would become profitable. So I would say it was quite a high pressured job and it did teach me a lot of things but yeah I think living in London for four years it feels a lot like a rat race and uh, everyone's running to get onto the tube so they can get to work on time and then the same on the way home so that kind of environment eventually can grind you down unless you you're really good at taking care of yourself like on a daily basis and also giving yourself proper balance and care in your life so I think I got to the stage where, yeah, I put my own interests below my job's interests. And then eventually you get to a point where you feel a little bit disconnected from the real world because you're so focused on achieving these career goals and these goals of business you're working for that you start to forget about your personal goals and your own personal development. So, yeah, that's the, what I was feeling towards the end of my four years stint in that high-pressure job. What was the deciding factor to say, look, something needs to change here and I want to do something different? What, what happened next? So I just started looking for ways out and for programs that were outside of Europe and outside of Australia, which is my home country. And I came across this program called the Nomad MBA. I managed to get into the program that started in Africa. So I finished up, packed up, 
and traveled a bit around Europe and then basically flew to Namibia. Yeah, it was September last year and essentially did a three-month course in digital marketing. So I learned new skills, which I knew I could apply in basically any industry rather than just specifically looking for something in, in the legal industry. So I basically chose a project that while I was traveling through Africa with 30 other amazing people to basically reconnect to the real world. And the project that I came up with was Kipendo Kids in Cape Town. I went to this orphanage earlier in Namibia and then donated some toys and books to these kids, which really like made my heart melt seeing like how excited they got about about receiving the the toys and the sports equipment and then I thought well there must be a way I can help these kids on a regular basis using the skills that I'm learning on this program so when I got to Cape Town after Namibia I met these women local women who are indigenous who make these beautiful I've got one here actually they they make these handcrafted toys this is an elephant that's beautiful <laughs> yeah each one is uniquely handmade so you'll never get two the same because they they use a special cotton called shweshwe fabric which is it's native to south africa and basically for every one of these that i sell i also donate one to an orphanage in africa as well so i thought it's wow. one it's a way to help the local women have a job and it also brings joy to the children in the orphanages who don't really have any toys to play with. Mm-hmm. So it sort of like helps two groups of people in the community in the one go. Would you say that the moment when you donated toys to kids in, it was Namibia, when your heart melted, when you felt that, is that how you derived your purpose to actually start this charity? Like, where is the drive from? Yeah, so... The drive was basically coming from how can I make change in the world that matters to me? And it made me reflect upon my childhood and thinking about all the toys I received as a child and just being very grateful for that. I felt this immense feeling of gratitude for all the toys I received from all the love I received from my parents. And, you know, these children in the orphanages, they they have one foster mother that looks after them but she's looking after 10 children at the same time so basically I just thought the drive was how can I help children that are less fortunate than the childhood I had and how can I help also like women who who need money to raise their families and that's what drove me to come up with this concept and before you were in Africa and Namibia and you were exposed to, to these communities, did you have an inkling that this is something you wanted to do before? Were you, did you have ideas about this or did it kind of come to you in the moment, in the experience? Yeah, I had this urge to go to the, the orphanage and deliver toys. And then when I saw how the children reacted, that's what sort of inspired me you know I want to be doing this on a regular basis I want to be going to Africa and in fact I I went back to Africa in April this year and delivered about 100 toys and books to SOS children's villages in Cape Town so yeah it was basically I felt reconnected to the real world and that's 
what was missing in when I was in London. Like, even though I had been traveling and enjoying life, I felt like there's got to be more purpose to life. And I just made a decision in my mind that I want to create a life where I am making a difference and that I'm doing something every day that I'm passionate about. And it doesn't necessarily need to be your full-time job. It can be something that you do on the side and gradually build it up. You don't need to be like the biggest charity in the world in your first year. You can gradually build up to that over time. And that's what I think people get caught up in. They're like, you know, how can I get this to substitute my entire career in like quickly? And I think people have learned to become more patient with it and to be more realistic in terms of achieving the goals for Kipendo kids. Yeah, I think you're touching a really good point there. And I think a lot of people will relate to feeling overwhelmed. They're in a job, they're looking for change. They might be worried that maybe they won't have enough money if they quit or they, they might not have enough time. And How are they going to do this whole thing? And How did you get through that? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to have like savings saved up so I could go away and study and focus on a particular project. And I think an alternative method of doing that is to to set up baby steps on having like smaller goals towards the end goal that you can sort of do. Okay, well, I can dedicate, I've got time of, of about 10 hours a week. I want to dedicate that towards this project that I'm passionate about that gives back to the community. And you don't necessarily have to go and start a charity from scratch. What I've learned is you can you can partner with existing charities and help them achieve their goals while at the same time you helping them in your own way as much as you can and using your own sort of resources. So where did it go from there? Because now you've got like an e-commerce company, Eternal Eternal Empires, and, and you're also doing freelance litigation work as well and, and living in Sydney and you've got this charity in, in Africa. So yeah. how did... How did that route come about, like this portfolio career of different things that you can do rather than focus on one you know, full-time job? Yeah, I think what I've realised is it's much easier to do things when you actually partner with someone else to help you with it because you keep each other accountable. It is a lot more difficult to try and do everything on your own on any project. So Finding a co-founder is something I highly recommend for anyone who's looking to start a venture on the side and then work on it together to help it grow. Because if it's just you doing it, you're the only person that's accountable and you sort of got to have the discipline to be able to hold yourself accountable. So unless you have that self-discipline, then find someone that you can do it together with and it also alleviates the pressure of trying to do everything and think of everything just on your own. How did you find your, your co-founder or someone that, that held you to account? What, what was your method? Yeah, so with the other enterprise, I, I started Eternal Empire. That's someone I went to university with and we just decided to look for a business opportunity together. And we found this beautiful candle range from Italy that wasn't in Australia. And we just approached them directly and said, we would like to be your distributors exclusively in Australia and New Zealand. 
and we went and met with them in Italy and they liked us and then they, they basically gave us the territory. So it's all about looking for opportunities and then making sure that the people that you're working with have shared values or aligned goals or mission statements. So part of the reason we liked this brand was because they have basically words on the front of candles, which are positive affirmations. And when you have them around your house, it actually uh, seeps into your subconscious and you start believing what the affirmations say and you start seeing shifts in your life because when you change your beliefs, that's actually when you change your life. Essentially, that's what I've realized on this journey. And a lot of people are trying to transition from full-time employment to entrepreneurship and starting a charity. It's all about having the right attitude and the right self-belief. And whenever you get that negative chatter, it's important to not follow the negative chatter, but just almost like retraining your brain on how to talk to yourself internally from pessimistic to optimistic. You've gone from full-time employment, high-pressure job, setting up a charity, setting up an e-commerce business with your partner from uni, and, and also freelance litigation as well. What have been some of the obstacles that you've come across in this journey to set all of these things up? Maybe some of them might be negative mental chatter. And how did you overcome them? What were the key lessons you learned in this self-development journey? I have a journal in which I set out every quarter, every three months, what goals do I want to achieve the next three months? And then I have a journal that has that set up so you start your day with gratitude. So what are you grateful for today? And then you set up in your day what you're going to do to help you go one step closer to your quarterly goal. So if your goal is, say, for example, to start an e-commerce business within three months, you'll write out all the things that you need to achieve within that three-month period and then you break it down backwards and basically hold yourself accountable to doing something every day to get you one step closer to that three-month goal. Because I think if you work in three-month intervals, you have smart goals you can see happening and you're working towards and it's not too distant it's not at the end of the year so then you're less likely to procrastinate how do you stop yourself from delaying things that make you one step closer to your goal and I think a good way of doing that is finding an accountability partner someone to check in with you and ask you how you're going with your goals like it can be a coach it can be a friend having a co-founder helps with that as well because you hold each other accountable and another challenge would be time management. Where do you find all this time to do, to do all of this if you're trying to juggle three things at once? So I think blocking out certain times of the day where you're focusing on a particular task or a particular project is important because if you're trying to do too many things at once, you're not really putting in energy, the right amount of energy into the, the task or the project. So I think breaking down your tasks and prioritizing them and basically having time where you focus and put energy on a particular project helps you make it make sure that you're not like constantly being distracted by 
different things and you have to even put your headphones in sometimes and put focus music on so that you don't basically fall into distractions and procrastinate. And then you said earlier that you were taking, when you were in your startup company in London, you, you had your job's interest was actually above your own life interests. And I think a hell of a lot of people can, can relate to that imbalance, right? And how do you see the balance has shifted now with how your life's going now? And how do you continually rebalance to make sure that you're doing what resonates with you and works for you? Yeah, so I think making time for something like health and fitness is important because apart from the health benefits, it's also true what they say, if you have a healthy body, you also have a healthy mind because you also have more energy as well. And energy levels are important when you're doing things when you you need to focus for long periods of time and also when you're balancing things. So my what I tend to do is I do meditation and yoga in the morning and that wakes up my body and my mind. And when you first come out of bed, you're a bit like stiff. So it gets you in the right track and the right grounding for the day so that you're not stiff the whole day and uncomfortable if you're sitting in a chair or doing things you want to be comfortable doing your job definitely meditation is quite important because that's what I've used to help with the negative mind chatter is learning to observe my thoughts without judgment is essentially mindfulness so even though you have you're always going to have doesn't matter if you're like an expert meditator you're always going to have these thoughts that are going to be against what you want to actually do and what you want to achieve like some people have really big dreams so you a lot of people have that negative chatter saying oh you're not you can't do that you're just a little guy or you can't achieve that in that amount of time meditation helps you observe those thoughts without putting any attachment to them or letting them have any power that's how i've what i've used a lot to help me get balance and basically overcome any self-doubt or any uh, negative thinking. Yeah, I mean, I very, very much resonate with this combination of things for health, particularly mental health. I just came back from a 10-day silent Vipassana retreat, actually, um, this week. How was that? Uh, it was incredible, yeah. I mean, um, I think, you, you know, I totally get what you're saying about just observing your thoughts and, you know, when you're with your thoughts. When you get given enough time and you don't respond and react to, to the thoughts that are coming, the, the negative chatter, like you say, and negative beliefs sometimes, and you just observe and let it pass, there's immense power in that. And, and yeah, I came back from the experience really grateful for what, for, you know, what I had in my life and, and just, yeah, just not, not so reactive to things. So I think so, so beautiful for you to, to share that that's your experience as well. And making time for, for health and yoga in the morning is an essential part of getting that balance. Going back to the time management side of things, you're running a portfolio career of different streams of income and also different interest projects as well. How do you know where to focus your time at any, any point in time in terms of prioritization? How do you know I need to spend this much time on Kapendo Kids and this much time on Eternal Empire and 
spend this much time on my freelance litigation work? What's, how do you find that balance? Is it all based around money or is it based around passion? How, how does it work? Well, I think realistically, I'm living in Sydney, which is not a cheap city to live in. So you need to be realistic with, you know, where is your income going to come from? But at the same time, it doesn't mean you need to give up your passion. I became, my focus was I want to be my own boss and I want to decide when I want to work and how long I want to work for. So working on short-term projects gives me that freedom and it basically gives me the choice of if I want to work for three months or five months or six months and then take a break and go somewhere, go traveling somewhere and then come back. That's what I wanted to create was a life of flexibility and freelancing enables you to do that. Like I'm still using my law degree and you earn, you usually earn a bit more when you freelance because it's short-term projects. So next year in 2020, you know, I, I can work for say the first six months of the year and then take a couple months off and focus on Kipendo Kids in that two months so that, you know, it's something I'm looking forward to and striving towards and doing little things leading up to that to basically get ready for that trip for Kipendo Kids. So that's the life I wanted to create. I, I, sh- I shifted my point of view from be- becoming someone who just lets life happen to them to becoming the creator of my life. And that's the difference. Right, so really taking, taking charge of actually what you want in life and not letting life lead you, which, which I think a lot of people feel that way, um, especially when they're in a, a high-pressure job, for example, and, and they might not even have the time to, to think and observe their thoughts, as we said before, to find out what they really want. So, so yeah, great. So freelancing is, is really, really helpful for you. And also project work. Yeah, you can, really, you can really just split up your year and say, you know, I want to spend, say, nine months earning an income and then three months of the year focusing on my passion projects, like really diving in and, and putting, putting in 100% of my time and energy into that during that period. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. that's how you get a balanced year where you're actually doing something passionate and still earning an income. And having, I think the key thing that people want these days is flexibility. So finding that flexibility with with an employer even might be another option where you might negotiate, you know, working four days a week and then one day a week working on your side projects. You know, it can be a gradual process. It doesn't need to be like jump straight into the project, side project, 100% of your time and energy. Because that, like you said, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking of flexibility, I think with your time in the Nomad MBA, I mean, that, I guess that gave you a lot of flexibility after you went through that program because you were training on, on skills that you can use in many different areas and many different businesses. And you said you did a three-month digital marketing program, yeah. very different from your, your studies in, in law. Tell me a little bit about the importance of that and, and maybe the importance of upskilling in certain areas to give you flexibility. 
Yes, I think it's important to find, to always upskill every year, learn something new every year, like make that one of your goals. And I think finding a skill that is high in demand and also one where you can work remotely is obviously one where it will give you that freedom and flexibility to work from your laptop. So, you know, there's a lot of high in demand types of jobs that you can do as a freelancer online. You just need to do the research and find something that matches your what your skill sets are or learn learn the new skills. I didn't know anything about digital marketing before I went on that trip, but by the end of it, I was confident in like booking ads on all the different social media platforms, confident on email marketing, confident, you know, you just gotta set put time aside to actually learn the new skills and then seek out opportunities to try and do some freelance work online and then gradually build up a reputation so that or a portfolio so that you can use that to help you get more work. You went out to to Africa for this program. What was the impact of having a like a totally different environment? Uh, and being exposed to a different culture, what was that impact on you in terms of the changes that happened to you uh, internally? Yeah, I think getting out of, definitely getting out of your comfort zone really does push you to like go that extra mile and to also like use the opportunity and see the each day, like literally carpe diem because you've got a limited, if you have a limited amount of time where you've got, you have a vision to achieve certain goals, you're going to make the most of each day. So yeah, going on a program like the Nomad MBA, I I highly recommend that because there's a few different ones you can do. We can basically go with other like-minded people and, you know, set some goals together and work on those goals through. So it's all about surrounding yourself with the right people. So if you have the right group of people around you, when you, go overseas and do this, you can basically achieve anything because they help you work through your goals. They help you like have the right positive attitude and they're just lovely people to be around. Like if it's people of the same mindset as you and also passionate about traveling. So it really can be an eye-opening experience going on one of those programs and, and doing that. Yeah, I think, you know, being exposed to people that are passionate and have have passion oozing out of them is for me. I mean, this is why I do this this show. I'm you know always keen to to interview because I I really get uh, more passion in my life when I speak to people like you, Phil. And yeah, like you said, surrounding yourself with with those types of people in a program like Nomad MBA it does change you. It makes you more passionate. I think. I think. That's part of the structure of becoming more passionate is to, to hang around those, those types of people. And in terms of looking at someone who might not know what to do, but they're just, oh, I'm just, I've got so much work to do. I've got no balance. I don't know what, how do I get out of this? What, if you didn't know what to do when you were in that high pressure startup, knowing what you know now and going through this whole fortune of, of um, hindsight, what would you advise yourself if you didn't know what to do in, in terms of how to make that decision for your next step in life? Yeah, I think it's important to go and speak to someone who you respect, who you respect their opinion and who you see as potentially as someone like as a mentor. 
and you know preferably it could even be someone that you don't know but you aspire to like it can be you know some kind of coach that you find that resonates with you or it could be like even a grandparent or a parent or a sibling like your best friend you just got to basically go and talk it out and then after you talk it out out loud it's actually all about writing down your thoughts on paper and like actually setting out a plan an exit strategy like if i could go back i wish i had planned it a bit better i just left the job and didn't really have a plan so i think it's important to have a plan before you even leave your job because otherwise you can be left a bit lost after you've left whereas if you've got a plan after your last day you'll know you're going on to something that you're passionate about and that you're going to work towards or maybe you just ask for time off work to go and work all this out like take a month off and go somewhere and just do a deep dive inside and ask yourself honestly what can i do what are my current skills do i want to learn any new skills how can i create value for others using my existing skills or what new skills can i learn to you know serve the community that i want to serve so mm. it's all about asking yourself those questions and being really honest with yourself and finding someone who can be a sounding board so you can like sound out your ideas and they can maybe even potentially be your accountability partner if you do want to have some kind of exit strategy so that accountable to what you said you were going to do yeah so tell me phil a, a little bit about the future that you have in store for capendo kids and what's your vision for it and where do you see it going yeah so at the moment we're talking to a group in south africa who actually make bracelets they employ indigenous people to make custom made bracelets in cape town so we're talking with them to basically get Kipendo kids branded bracelets that we can basically ship over to wherever or it can be either from South Africa or I can ship them from Australia and basically sell those bracelets and all the profits go back into helping the SOS children's villages for example which is one of our partners or helping remote communities in Africa and using that as a way to to gain momentum because the bracelets provide visibility like people wear the bracelets and people then say oh i got this from kipendo kids and also another lesson i've learned is with e-commerce international shipping is actually really expensive so especially from like countries that aren't well connected like south africa so finding a product like a bracelet that is light and easy to ship is actually a really big lesson that i've learned in terms of from an e-commerce point of view so it's all part of the learning process and finding something that is light and easy to ship should be a starting point for anyone looking to get into e-commerce and that's what the plan is for 2020 is to have our branded bracelets initially in australia but then selling them also in the UK and America. Amazing, amazing. Global domination is what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um how can people find out more about Capendo Kids your charity and and also you? Where where can they go to uh, to find out more and connect 
Yeah, sure. The, I've got a LinkedIn profile um, under Philip Evangelou. I think I'm the only one in the world under that name at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, you should be able to find me even through, if you book Kipendo Kids in .com, you should be able to go there and then follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so it's K-U-P-E-N-D-O Kids, right? .com. .com, fantastic. Yeah. And I guess one kind of question I had, the charity and giving back to the world and, you know, volunteering as well, all of those topics have been brought up by, by previous guests. And I guess my question is, what impact has being involved in charity had on the rest of your life? You've, you've started your own charity. What impact has it had in the other areas of your life? Well, I think... When you actually give back, you actually are creating gratitude in someone else's life. So they're thanking you for giving them something. And feeling that gratitude come back is what I think has given me like a sense of purpose again and a sense of like love for life. So I think finding anything, any type of project that you're passionate about and finding a way where you can help someone that is in a like very disadvantaged position compared to your life, for example, and helping them. I think the way it's helped my life, it's just given me such a great sense of gratitude for my own life and all, all the things I received in my life and all the, like an education, you know, shelter, like there's things that we take for granted in the Western world. And I think once you go and travel and see what the real world is like in like a third world country, that's when you actually realize, actually, I've had a pretty amazing life up to now and I'm really thankful for it. And that's the main shift that I've had in the past year is gratitude for my life and basically a love, being, a love for life again, like feeling it's great to be alive. Yeah, right. I mean... I think a lot of us we just kind of get caught up in our own problems our own reality but you know actually there is a, there's an entire massive world out there of amazing things and amazing people and like you said i think you know being able to connect with the real world with reality going outside of what you your normal sphere of, of influence and your normal day-to-day -day world is to connect with that real world and then like you said you're the Charity is an opportunity for you to give others gratitude, to be grateful for receiving things from you. Um, and in doing so, you know, that, that reciprocates to you. you. You feel grateful for everything you've had or have. And that is a formula for purpose. That's a formula. If anyone's looking to find purpose in their life, giving others gratitude gives yourself gratitude, which gives you a sense of purpose is a, is a great formula. So. Wow, thank you so much. What a, it's an incredible, incredible structure, actually, that we picked out from this interview of how you've cultivated balance, how you've cultivated, how you're following your passion and how you've created purpose. I would just give advice to your listeners that, you know, the number one thing is you've got to learn to trust yourself mm -hmm. and you're not going to get everything right 100% in your first go at something. And it's all just—it's all about having persistent faith in yourself, and that you will achieve your goals eventually. And it's important to just have patience. Be patient.
with your goals? Actually, there is one more question I did, I did want to ask, and it, it's to do with leveraging your network. And I, I think, you know, when we had a conversation privately, you talked about actually engaging with your old boss that you used to work with and, and the amazing opportunities that, you know, everyone has a network and what opportunities can you get from that network if only you, you connected and engaged with Tell us a little bit about what happened with your old boss. Yeah, so obviously I was heavily promoting Kipendo Kids and doing all that on Facebook and he popped up as a person that I might I may know. And I thought, oh, I'll just connect with him on Facebook. And he was the first boss I had in, in the law firm in my first law job. So he said, I actually now registered my own charity which I'm, the, I'm on the board of directors. And well, would you be interested in talking about a potential partnership and a collaboration? So he's gone through the whole charity process and he's holding my hand now to help me through getting the official registration, doing all the paperwork and basically coming up with some kind of partnership with his organisation that we can work together to, to raise money and yeah, basically focus on getting help to the communities that need help in in third world countries it's funny when you when you're doing something good for the world what what amazing help and support you you get and from many different angles and different places right your old boss who would have known yeah exactly you just gotta it's when you trust that the universe has your back that's when these synchronicities happen and it's almost like the law of attraction when you start doing good in the world other people who are doing good are automatically attracted to you and find you just like how i was referred to you through through your friend he saw that you know i was doing kipendo kids and he referred me to you so this is how i ended up speaking to you so it just it's amazing how the universe works last question phil if there's one thing that's made the biggest difference for you in your life in terms of being able to burn within to, to live a life of passion and, and much more purpose now and and balance as well but what's the one thing that's made the biggest difference for you the one thing that probably has made a difference is basically my connection my spiritual connection i think connecting with something greater than myself and knowing that you know i can draw on that energy to help me be resilient in difficult times and building that resilience is i think what has enabled me to thrive and survive and burn from within. So I think building up resilience is probably the most uh, important thing that you can do for yourself so that you can be able to thrive as hurdles and obstacles come up, you're able to cope with them much better. Mm -hmm. And when you say you were connecting with something higher than yourself, where does that come from? How specifically are you doing that? I mean, is it through meditation? Is it certain self-development work certain spirituality practices how can others i guess recreate that yeah so it's basically a lot of meditation and basically asking your inner self like your heart uh, for guidance and taking note of about what thoughts come to you during and after meditation because when you quiet your mind completely that's when you can have the biggest moments of inspiration and epiphany moments you probably would have had something similar to that on your 
recent meditation retreat is to get these thoughts that come to you and they're sort of like aha moments or epiphanies that you're like, ah, so this is why I'm here right now. or This is why I experienced that tragedy in the past. I learned and grew from that and this is, it's prepared me for this moment right now. So you even become grateful for the, like if you label them bad things that happen in your life, you actually, through meditation, I've actually become grateful for those experiences and lessons, I call them, rather than labelling them as bad. They're essentially life lessons. Sure, life lessons that make you stronger and, and so that you can give even more to the world, which is exactly what you're doing. So thank you so much for your time, Phil. Such a, just got such a balance to life. And some, you know, I can, you can see from, from the, you know, looking at you on video and, and just how, how you come across in terms of your answers, the calmness of your answers, certainly the, the effect of meditation in your spirituality is evident and, and that's translating and transpiring into all the amazing work you're doing with Capendo Kids and all the other stuff you're doing. And so for anyone listening and watching, please visit capendokids.com. That's K-U-P-E-N-D-O kids.com and support that great cause. And let's watch out to see where, where that goes. And thank you once again for, for another great chat, Phil. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you inviting me for this chat. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Listen, if you want to create more balance in life, perhaps start a portfolio career like Phil did, but just don't know where to start, which direction would be right for you, you might like some professional support. As a certified career transition coach, I use the Firework Career Coaching Program, proven over the last 14 years to help thousands of people with their career transitions. Using super effective tools, I'll guide you to draw on your own innate resourcefulness and identify an exciting and viable new career direction for you. Firework is an International Coach Federation approved organization owned by careershifters.org, one of the world's largest communities helping professionals who feel stuck to find work they love. So if you wanna talk through where you're at in your career change, from the very beginning to waiting in the middle, I will openly share some options to help you. Just visit burnfromwithin.com forward slash call C-A-L-L and book a time convenient to you and I'll do my best to help. Until next time, live with passion, purpose and balance and burn from within.